We are morally indefensible and absolutely necessary. Welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell-Kelly. Joining me as always are Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hello. How you doing? And we have committed to this program. (laughs) We have watched the one good film they accidentally put in the middle of the Bourne franchise as a joke. Uh, Mostly. The one that doesn't have Jason Bourne in it. Mm Mm-hmm. We watched yeah. The Born Legacy, the one where they try to hand it off to Jeremy Renner and it doesn't quite work. I was I was surprised by this film because I thought this was going to be a soft reboot. But yeah. actually listeners yeah. no. Unless you have recently watched the last 3 Jason Bourne films and taken very detailed notes, which we have, this will be incomprehensible. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it won't Stop referencing things. It's fully a part of the like BCU, the Bourne Cinematic Universe. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, it exists on the same timeline as the previous Bourne movie, the Bourne's... Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Um, but like partially overlapping and like parallel to it. And so we begin in the middle of nowhere in Alaska, where we are introduced to... The recurring theme of just a guy lying completely dead in the water and you think it's Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. but it's actually Aaron Cross, Jeremy Renner, who mm. begins with a perfect Pierce Brosnan emerging from water shot. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Looking good. Just looms out of this like almost frozen lake, uh, hair all fucked up, he's got a, like a beard and everything, um, and he's there doing uh, sort of... Treadstone style training. Yeah, he's training to be a chimp. Yeah, he's training to become a chimp. This is where they train yeah. all of their chimps. <laughs> this is the chimp retreat. <laughs> yeah. The company lets him loose in Alaska, mm. in the absolute center of nowhere. Yeah, he, he like gets some capsules. He's taking estrogen. No, that's not even the capsule he gets. He gets like a thing with some instructions in it out of the bottom of this lake and then mm. goes and like warms himself up by a fire. Mm. Uh, mm. And we see that he's in the middle of nowhere. We get the big sort of characteristic Jason Bourne like camera pullback thing mm. to the whole yeah. Alaskan wilderness. You also learn that he's getting fucked with by wolves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. he's mad about these wolves for age. <laughs> <laughs> he really has a grudge against these wolves. We see him like fight off these wolves by like swinging a burning uh, torch at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Washington D.C. where we see. Director Kramer mm-hmm. of the CIA right. um, entering the apartment of Jerry Seinfeld. And there's an applause break, mm-hmm. which they stopped doing after a while because it was getting very strange. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, no, he, he's entering the house of a, a, a guy called Thurso. He's like an, a mm. retired admiral. He's like this real deep state guy, and he sort of gives him this dressing down. And the the, the immediate lesson of this is like, Essentially, the CIA are not the real CIA. The CIA are just idiots. They're a front for the real guys. We've had an interesting like shift in the way the Bourne franchise 
just like shows you the intelligence community because in the first film it was like oh there's like one or two bad actors within the CIA then in the second one it was like oh there's like a rogue department in the third one it was like oh actually the highest levels of the CIA are aware of this illegal shit but there's also like good white hats within it now we've just gone okay the real bad guys are not the CIA there's like a CIA CIA called NRAG um, and the, they're yeah, the real they fictional bad guys. I don't know national research assay group or something but like basically we've now reached a stage where like actually we can't even say anybody in the CIA is bad the real villains are like NRAG it's like okay <laughs> the real villain is uh, the BIA don't worry it's, about it, it's it's fully the deep states is, is who the, the bad guys are 100% but- it's two guys they're both like billed as retired uh, marines or some shit one was played by Stacey Keach who was doing a phenomenal job being yeah, yep, yep. Um, that's our retired Retired Admiral Sersa, and then we have a retired Air Force Colonel, Eric Byer. He's, he's playing Brian Cox version yes. 3. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Cox 3.0. And uh, Ed, Eric Byer is played by Edward Norton, and I just yeah. love to see Edward, Edward, Edward Norton, Norton so and good, stuff. Dude. This is, this is count one out of three of actor I love to see in stuff appearing yeah. in this movie. Um, mm. And honestly, I would say, because you know how this is going to play out if you've ever seen a Jason Bourne movie. It is the CIA, or the NRAG, I guess, hunt uh, a Jason Bourne through a city or whatever, while a bunch of guys go bring that up on the big screen. Uh, Check every doghouse, henhouse, give me some eyeballs on the street. And there's some, like, sort of harried-looking bureaucrat who's trying to manage all of this, and I think Edward Norton does the best yeah. with it yeah. since yeah, Brian like Cox. He's, he's the first one, the, 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 like, Jason Bourne is always, like, a guy in the control room who says, hack, tap, bypass. He's the first one who I've found, like, legitimately sinister. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's good in this role. Uh, listeners, the first half an hour of this film is quite difficult to summarise because it's just, like, a series of things happen. It's like a bunch of disconnected <laughs> scenes that, like, it's, we're not really clear what's yes. happening. I I got so many drops from the first 10 minutes, though, of which I have Kramer, the CIA director, talking about Jason Bourne, so you know this is happening at the same time, saying that he's just been in Moscow, and while he was in Moscow... The full Cossack posse up his ass. He had a full Cossack posse up yeah, his ass. Hell yeah. But then... In my, I think what might be my quietly my favorite drop from this movie to show you that like Enrag are the man behind the man. Uh, Edward Norton at one point calls uh, the CIA CIA clowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah there's clowns in CIA. In the CIA <laughs> just, yeah. just honking towards Bin Laden's compound, <laughs> <laughs> like showing him a flower. <laughs> yeah, it's 009, the clown agent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, in in the midst of this like disconnected things happening, we also get a flashback to uh, Rachel Weiss, who's looking really good. Um, Actor number two out of yeah. three actors who I love to I was see in shit. Very pleasantly surprised. So she works for like a big pharma corporation, and we surmise yes. that they make the chimp pills. They make the pills that turn you into Jason or, Bourne or whatever it's called. And we we see we. We see in Alaska that Jeremy Renner keeps these pills. He has like blue ones and green ones. He keeps them in a little like dog tag pill case yeah, around his health neck. Health and mana. Yeah, exactly. And he has to like take these every so often. Chimp estrogen. Yes. Yeah, you got to take your estradiol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one's, one's, a, one's an androgen blocker and the other is a stradiol. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. We're, we're kind of like, it's already very heavily implied that like if you don't take these pills on time, bad stuff happens. Um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But so he he hikes out of the wilderness, uh, 
into uh, the location of a cabin where we find actor three of three. Right, this I was so excited. I fucking lit, I whooped out loud and wrote OSCAR in full caps because who do we see hanging out in a fucking like uh, tree but Oscar Isaac. It's this is genuinely the best part of this movie, I think. Is Oh, it's really, really good. We so these two they come to understand that they're both agents. Yeah. They're both chimps they're both and chimps. they're both taking the pills. Um and they have this really, really uneasy relationship because Jeremy Renner, Aaron Cross, he keeps asking questions like, "Why did you send they send uh, send you out here to this cabin in mm. the middle of nowhere? Why did they send me out here? How many of us are there? Why do I have to keep taking these things?" And we also see that he secretes some like some of his pills. He just stuffs them in his boot and hides them, mm. and then fakes like they're lost. And this creates this immediate sort of dynamic of suspicion because Oscar Isaac can kind of see through him, mm -hmm. and he's like. Well, I don't want to give you some more pills. And I really like their dynamic in this because they're they're both like neither of them. We eventually learn know anything about this like program that trains Professor Chimps, but they're both trying to pretend that they do. Also, by the way, listen, this, this is your first time listening to the podcast. Professor Chimp is what we call the professional assassins <laughs> who've been trained. Go back and like much like this film. If you have not listened to the previous episodes, this will be difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crib notes on this. Okay, there was um, it was Mark Strong in the first yes. one of these movies. It was definitely Mark Strong. Mm -hmm. He was activated by getting a text on his phone, and what they texted him was presumably a random code word, but the code word was chimp, and his code name was Professor. So we. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've yeah. called each of the assassins Professor's Chimp uh, from there on in. Now we need to meet another character from the previous film, because uh, Edward Norton is watching a YouTube video of our favourite character. <laughs> Will you commit to this programme? Dr. Hirsch, I think his name is. Uh, yeah, th this, this conversation is great because it's essentially the Jason Bourne will not be appearing in this movie meeting. I love yeah. this, it's so good. You have a little meeting of all the guys, and one of them's like, yo, you hear about this shit Jason Bourne did? That's whack. That's crazy shit. And like Edward Norton is like, shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. about Jason Never speak Bourne. to me ever again. <laughs> it's like the meme of the, like, the boss throwing the guy out of the window in the third <laughs> panel. It's 100%. He and he has this sort of very menacing bureaucratic affect where he's like, no, this is this is not about one guy. This is about a cancerous program mm -hmm. that the CIA clowns have allowed to infect them. And we have to see how much it's like metastasized so that we can cut it out and keep everything going as normal. So in the first in the first Jason Bourne film, the program to train Professor Chimps was called Treadstone. Then we later mm -hmm. learn there's another program called Blackbriar. Now we're learning that there's actually like a third secret program to train CIA assassins. Third and fourth and fifth. There's like so many of these fucking. They've committed too much. And like each pro each program like trains people in a different way. So Jason Bourne was trained by being dunked in cold water and asked to commit to the program. Uh, Aaron yep, Cross yes. has been trained by like giving him like pills that make him a super soldier, basically. Yes, yeah, pills that turn yeah. him into. And, yeah. and the reason why they have why Edward Norton has to uh, destroy all evidence of the outcome project program mm -hmm. is because uh, Doctor Hirsch, uh, Brian Cox number three, has just been on a YouTube video where he's like glad handing the guy who did the science for outcome, and he's just like giving a toast in his honor, and they have not even tried to hide this. 
like all the CIA torture psychologists and psychiatrists were about this subtle in real life, uh, like they're all still working and like you know doing various things. Uh, but I, I think the vibe we're meant to get here is more sort of like Sidney Gottlieb or you and Cameron, the sort of MK Ultra stuff where they're doing like behavioral mind control shit. Yeah. Anyway, that's what Edward Norton's. That's what Edward Norton's up yeah. to. Yeah. He's shutting down the program. When when we met um, Rachel Weiss, we the scene that she's in, she uh, gives a guy clearance to get into the secret lab, and this yeah. guy is played by Zelshko Ivanik. And if you're familiar with his work in any movie, you know that he's about to go apeshit and kill everyone. Yes. Because that's the only person they ever cast him to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that, he has that sort of look. We're, in, we're interlacing this with uh, Aaron Cross in the wilderness in this cabin in Alaska. He talks oh, Oscar so Isaac good. into giving him his pill, uh, like uh, some spare ones. Uh, and they have this fantastically tense conversation where... Aaron sort of tries to do the thing that Jason Bourne does at the end of the previous movie of unionizing the chimps, where he's like, yeah. I-, I have been sent here as punishment for not obeying my orders, for not committing to this program enough. Don't, uh, like, I think you have been punished also. And Oscar Isaac goes, well, how do you know I'm not evaluating you? And in the first of many what I would describe as Sigma male actions mm. that Aaron, Aaron Cross takes, he goes, I don't care. Do you ever just not care? And this this sort of like stuns Oscar Isaac to the point that he gives what I think is the best line in the movie, shit, maybe you're evaluating me. I, yeah. He was, oh, he's so it's, it's good. Really he's so... It's like, oh, neither of them fucking know. That's really good. Um, yeah, they're, they're treating everything with very much seriousness. They're also, um, they have to take like blood samples once a day. Um, and while they're both there, a drone arrives to pick up Aaron's and I, I think Oscar's mm-hmm. stuff. Yes, yeah, because they're sort of like being augmented with these uh, with these these pills. They call them chems all the time. Yeah, it feels very video gamey. Honestly, yeah. you've got to like regularly monitor your blood levels. It's important to do that, especially if you're self medicating. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, they're, they're, they send the drone off to Gen the GP or wherever. Yeah. Um, so Edward Norton is is shutting down project outcome we see that there are like professor chimp agents in uh, iran in pakistan and uh, in south korea, korea and they're all being given like new pills they're like oh like we've got new estrogen yeah, for which you. which leaves which leaves me to the the first part of the ultimate drop button that i have compiled here <laughs> because the, the the outcome agent in south korea goes to get her pills their new pills they're like yellow triangular ones and she and she goes what happens to the what happened to the green and blue ones we're transitioning everyone in the program use hormones to make them all male i'm assisting gareth mallory in the transition <laughs> i always thought it was gay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well they're transitioning everyone in the program. <laughs> they're transitioning everyone in the program. <laughs> Will you commit to this program? You also, we also get my favorite shit ever, which is something that I cannot stop noticing since you pointed it out, um, Alice, which mm. is that when they cut to the Middle East, you get my favorite shit in the world, which is Muezzin filling time. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fucking good every time. So th- this, what happens is these these yellow pills. These are poison. They're they're kill switches. And so mm-hmm. we we see all of these guys just drop dead doing whatever they're doing. Uh, intercut with Edward Norton just being sort of sinister in a conference room. 
This is really good. And yeah. my only issue with it is why is like I I know immediately what's going to happen with this shit. Why is the only one of these guys who's going to survive Jeremy Renner the least interesting one? Like give me a movie about anyone else of these people. No, I I really like Jeremy Renner in this. I think he's just a really good. nice performance. He's good, but like any one of these people would have been more interesting to me. Give me the, the the agent in South Korea, you know, or the one in Pakistan. I I really like him, and I think he's a better character than Jason Bourne, and I will explain why later when we get to a specific moment. He has an arc rather than just being dunked in a it's tank not even of water that. and becoming cool. Yeah, and so <laughs> of course, if we're killing off all of the um, all of the outcome agents, we also have to kill off uh, Oscar Isaac and Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. and so. They deploy a predator drone because this movie has learned about drone strikes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is 2012, so it's topical, you know. So quickly was Oscar Isaac planted in my lap, uh, only to immediately take him away. But we do get like a genuine phenomenal moment because they they see they hear that it's coming in. They don't even see it. It's heavy mm. snow. They're like, why the fuck would it be coming out right now? It's it's heavily snowing. Um, and like Oscar Isaac's trying to hail it and they're like the two of them are like what the fuck is going on and you can see the very second that Oscar's like goes born mode yes and he's like I don't know there's this like unspoken thing that like passes between them and it's like okay there's time to start the killing I I really like the dynamic and what of course happens is that Oscar Isaac gets killed he gets uh, blown up by the Predator drones missile mm-hmm. yep. and I'm kind of like I'm in two minds about this, right? Because you've you've killed off the best dynamic of the movie, and I would have enjoyed more of this. You know, I I don't necessarily want like a buddy born movie, but these two together for like more of the running time, I think would have been really fruitful. Mm. And yeah. as it stands, you just get this like one good scene, and it's enough to make you sort of like. Uh, you know, it makes it impactful that Oscar Isaac has been killed, but it's not mm. as impactful as it could be. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. But so all of the all of the outcome agents have a tracking device implanted in their hip, mm-hmm. and so when Oscar Isaac is blown up, Jeremy Renner now in born mode knows that that's how they're tracking them, and so he just puts a plate and some tin foil over his hip yeah, in a sort fun. of like improvised. Uh, uh, RFID blocking thing. Mm. Yeah, um, it's quite fun. Because you can see, you get another classic people in a control room scene, which, yeah, the drone pilots who are just like, alright, well, there's another signal here, let's just go ahead and uh, fucking nuke this shit. Mm. And then it disappears because he puts the RFID blocker plate and, like, tapes it under his shirt. And they go, oh, well, fuck this, alright, we'll be back. Yeah, and, and of course they do come back. Um, I, I yeah. find I find yeah. the drone scenes in this movie a bit anemic. Is the thing yeah. like I think they kind of captured the sort of like looming horror for a second when they're just like in this blizzard and they're looking at each other like what the fuck. But after that, it's just kind of there isn't that sense of well predation from a predator drone. No, absolutely not. In fact, um, Renner predatorizes on it, right? Because he like goes up there and fucking shoots it down with just a normal gun. Which does lead does lead to Edward Norton, one of my favorite moments from him, where uh, after they get shot down by Jeremy Renner with a rifle, 
they go, what the fuck kind of weapon system is you using? And one of the CIA uh, goons goes, yeah, I think he just has a rifle. And they're so obviously hurt by it that yeah. to, like, spare their feelings, Edward Norton goes, it's a high-powered rifle. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Just like, don't worry, it's all. Yeah. It's oh, my old pilot is sad. I should say, there is a profoundly stupid bit which we're glossing over here, which is the way in which he shoots down that drone is when yeah, it comes okay. back... You know, so he's been bitching about these fucking wolves every every <laughs> scene in the movie. He every like that's the weakest part of the rapport with Oscar Isaac because he's like, yeah, no, the wolves followed me over the mountain. I got to do something about these wolves. Remember the wolves Fuck that are in this wolves, movie? They're rude. <laughs> yeah, um, Oscar Isaac gives him a gun to fight the wolves. Um, so what he does is he he surgically extracts his own tracking device. Waits for the wolves to show up, and then he force feeds it to a wolf. This he like is so gets the wolf. Cool. He he gets the wolf in a headlock, and then like a dog you're trying to make take a deworming tablet. He's just like swallow it, fucking swallow it, and he like gets it. <laughs> he feeds it to a wolf, and the wolf runs away. You you know it's gonna happen from the fucking. The wolf gets fucking atomized <laughs> from the instant the scene starts. It's like there is there is Jeremy Renner, there is a wolf, and there is a predator drone approaching. And I wrote, "Holy fucking shit! Holy shit! They're gonna drone this wolf. <laughs> wolf <laughs> destroyed!" Like. The wolf is like raining down across like a square mile of landscape. Atomized. <laughs> Um, and obviously, with the wolf dead and the and the chip exploded, uh, they go, all right, got him, got them both. Nice. The weirdest thing the is, they're, they're like looking at this this valley with infrared, with thermal imaging. That's how they're tracking the wolf. Mm-hmm. That's how they know to blow up the wolf. But but Jeremy Renner is also there, and he's just wearing his fucking like Arcteryx jacket and shit. It's a really like, good jacket. It's 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 really nice, but like. Yeah, Arcteryx is good. I like the Arcteryx leaf stuff, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but but like, how do they not notice him? Like, they look around and they're like, "Yep, it's all, it's all, it's all quiet. It's all cold and and mm. still." It's like, what the where the fuck is where the fuck is Jeremy Renner at this point? Like, he he picked up a power up. There might have been other thermal signals, like in the forest from animals, deer, wolves. Maybe they're like <laughs> Jeremy Renner in perfect wolf pose. He's like standing like a deer or he's like rats on head. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, they fucking they annihilate this wolf and yeah. they're like, jobs are good, yeah. lads, well done. <laughs> Clap for each other on the back and then they crack off. Yeah. Um, the, they will persist great. they will persist in thinking that Jeremy Renner is dead for the next, I would say most third of, of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah most of it. It's uh yeah, which actually leads to like quite a genuinely good experience of watching the movie. Mm. Like it, where where they're just like, how the fuck is all this happening? What's going on? And they don't mm. realize that they've got a chimp loose in the system. So 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 of course the next the next thing that has to happen in order to burn uh project outcome to the ground is the nerds. They got to go. The nerds are out of here, mm. baby, and we get a fucking. Um, banger of a scene. Yeah, the scene is yes. really fucking hardcore. What we do is it, sick. It, it just drops a like a d- sort of honestly a, a workplace mass shooting yeah. horror scene. This is one of two like quite horrific scenes in the film but goes hard. It's it's a it reminds me a bit of the foreigner in a way that made me less upset in mm. that it really does drop something on you with some 
I would say relish. Uh, like it, it really does not spare any like uh, any horror with a guy goes crazy and shoots all of his coworkers while looking completely impassive. Mm. And we we follow Rachel Weisz as she like uh, just about survives sort of perilously. She locks herself in a an, an equipment fridge yeah. or something. And and we see that the guy has been like secured his way in and like locked himself in with everybody by making sure that no one on the outside has a key card and he like breaks the handles off both yeah. sides of the door. And like sabotages the estrogen making equipment and then like, you know, executes all of his like terrified coworkers. This scene is like really quite yeah, yeah. like horrible. Um yeah. nudging the unprovoked violence score up. Yeah, and mm. uh, when when the security finally gets to him, he shoots himself, which is the yeah. classic sign of a guy who is being like MK Ultra mind controlled. Mm. So you got to start thinking about that. We also we get a flashback where Edward Norton um, and Jeremy Renner have a scene together, which which presumably yeah. somebody realised. Hang on a minute, these guys never meet. Um, so we get a flashback where Edward Norton explains what the purpose of like uh, Project Outcome is. Yeah, and and, and he's explaining yes. it to a guy who does not understand him. <laughs> like the the idea is they have both just done something horrible, and uh, oh, yeah. Jeremy Renner is traumatized. He's like wiping the child blood off himself, whatever, and then. Uh, and then Edward Norton tries to explain to him through a very sort of obtuse allegory, and he goes, "Do you know what a sin eater is?" To this guy, who, as we'll later find out, would have no reason to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Monster Hunter, but with guns. It's a <laughs> video game series. But this is this is the closest we've come to like an explicit sort of like uh, articulation of the lib value. Well, this sort of like psycho deep state lib value we got a bit of one from um brian cox number four in the previous movie but this is the most explicit one which is like yeah no we 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 do all of the unconscionable stuff in order to make sure that our cause yeah. remains pure uh he's doing like a few good men shit he's like you want me on that wall exactly you need me on that wall so you, you get that kipling shit of like you know sleeping peacefully at home so, yeah absolutely oh, gotta do that do a, we'll do a courtroom miniseries. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so um, he, he, that's his view of them. They, they are sin eaters. They take all of the sins that they do into themselves, and uh, the United States remains morally pure. This does not fucking work at all. Mm. <laughs> um, that's where we get the line from the opening, we are morally indefensible and absolutely necessary. Yes. And it's never actually explained why they're necessary or what they do. Like, they get... <sighs> Norton has the scene in a diner with a general when he's trying to like wind up outcome. Mm-hmm. And this general's like, we get the best intelligence from these guys. We know about like North Korean nuclear tests. We have a highly placed agent inside Pakistani ISI. And, and then like Edward Norton just goes, yeah, okay, but we are in our jobs because we have to do the necessary thing and we're able to do it. And this is it. Mm-hmm. And then the general kind of goes, like, yeah, okay, fine. Mm. Co- co- confrontation over. <laughs> Cut to all the agents deaded. Like, yes, yeah. We we get a little flashback where Aaron Cross is meeting Rachel Weisz, um, and like kind of hits on her, and he's like a little bit charming. He's doing Sigma shit again. He's he's like genuinely. That's the best sort of model for what I can what I can describe his behavior as. Is that this is the way that incels think that like a Sigma male acts? Is he's like he's asking her questions about the program which is all like highly classified and she's like I can't tell you that and he's like I don't care mm. uh what also what are you doing later uh, yeah. <laughs> and she and she goes like you know this is all being recorded right and she's like, yeah, I don't care 
again, S- Sigma, right? That's that's what they uh, think that kind of masculinity is. It's where you just don't give a shit and you're like unbound by the rules. In the um, present day, however, um, Aaron Cross has run out of estrogen, so he needs to seek out yeah. Rachel Vice. Yes, and and conveniently, she's in all the the papers because she's been mm-hmm. photographed as like the sole survivor of this this clinic shooting, which the the um, NRAG have not even tried to cover mm-hmm. up. They're just using the idea that it yeah. was like, yeah, it was just a work, regular, ordinary American workplace yeah. shooting. And then we get yeah. what I think is like, one of the most hardcore scenes in the film yeah, this at her house. Rules. This this is an incredible scene. Oh, this is this is great. This is um a sort of gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. So so what happens is the feds arrive in the person of uh, a psychotherapist, Dr. Connie Dowd, and some special agent. They like sort of give their names, but they're pretty forgettable. Mm-hmm. And they they get her into the kitchen, and the vibe is sort of like. It switches, and a ver- this actually manages yeah. to sell predatory in a yeah. way that the drone doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is this, this sort of creeping sense of danger where they, they absolutely do gaslight her, mm. um, and and the vibe is like, "Hey, we're just checking in on you," and then it switches a bit to yeah. just 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 checking in on you because you booked a flight to see your sister in Montreal, and that set off some alarm bells. Are are you sure that you are committed to this program? But then the vibe switches again because they said, we're just checking in on you because you know Dr. Hillcott, the guy who did the mass shooting, you know, we found documents showing that actually he was obsessed with you. Did you reject him? Like, it's totally normal to feel guilty and like you were responsible for what happened to your colleagues, but you're definitely not responsible for this. You're not having any suicidal thoughts, are you? Like, they literally, yeah, they do come back and the agent's like, yeah, I found her gun. You know, you're a real risk for, for suicide right now. And she's like, I'm not gonna fucking die. They try and get her to kill herself. Like they, they try do, to they do. unironically Kaufman her. Like this yeah. is the the first <laughs> truly literal Kaufman star mm-hmm. because Doctor Connie Dowd. I have a bit of a crush here. I'll confess that much. Is just ruthlessly, like yeah. ruthlessly gaslighting her. Like yeah, of course it's it's normal to feel guilty given that he let you live. Yeah, which is not what fucking happened, and we know Certainly that. Certainly not what happened. Yeah, like basically, like they try and get Rachel Vice to kill herself out of survivor's guilt, and when it becomes yes. very apparent that she's not going to, they they are just fu- fully on board to like, w- we are going to suicide you. Yeah. like we are going to like physically hold you down and like shoot you with your own gun. Yeah, like this this scene, listeners. Like I would say, this the film is worth watching for this scene alone because it's, it's like great. so fucking yeah, well a, written. Like so, so much of this is Elizabeth Marvel, mm. who is uh, Connie Dowd. I think she really yeah. fucking sells. God, this. sinister. There's also a really nice little line which I knew you would pick up on, Alice, because Rachel mm. Weisz says like, "Oh, everything like was fine, and now all of a sudden it's like Defcon Four in here." And Def, it, it's not DEFCON 4. DEFCON 4 is the lowest one. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. No, exactly. I, I knew you would pick this. up on that, Alice, but it, I think it's actually a really nice detail because she gets it wrong because she's a civilian. That's she's a, a nerd. really nice little yes. detail. Like Also, there's there's been like very little in this movie. Like one thing about the Bourne franchise is that it does occasionally try to sell you on the idea that like being a part of this secret world is not cool. It isn't yeah. based in le- unless you're Jason Bourne, and even then he kind of hates it. Mm-hmm. Where like th- these two things are obviously intention, right? You can't be like, oh, it sucks to do this, but also you can effortlessly beat up anyone who opposes you. Mm-hmm. But they do try, right? Um, but mm-hmm. one divide that they've kind of had is that like anyone for whom it's it's really really unpleasant is either like 
in the way of one of the chimps, or they're an insider, right? Mm-hmm. Like even the sort of like most civilian adjacent, like uh, Nikki in the previous movies, she's still yeah. a CIA officer, right? Whereas oh, now absolutely. it's 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 creeping towards like. Having a security clearance is not pleasant or cool because you have invited these people into your house mm-hmm. and they can fucking kill you at any time. So they're trying to they're trying to suicide her. And much like Lea Sado going, James Bond, you don't have to be James Bond anymore. This is an invitation for a guy to enter and kick you so hard in the face <laughs> that you fly across the room. Because yes. Aaron Cross just Enters. He saves her, and they have a cool. They have a good yeah. gunfight, and and I can see it. I can see what's happening yeah, in this film. It's yeah. I wrote it down. I can see what's happening. It's still like it's still a bit cutty, but it's like it's fucking letter grades better. There's even than there's even a moment where I thought they might specifically be giving the middle finger to Paul Greengrass because there is like an, a really long uncut shot of Jeremy Renner leaving the house, climbing on the roof, climbing on the top roof, going through the window, and then shooting someone where it like doesn't cut. And I was like, are you deliberately like are you are you deliberately like trying to make Paul Greengrass look like shit by putting as few cuts as possible here? It's really good. It, it does a, it does a little slow mo bit when he does that parkour, and I expected a little spinning yeah. Jason Bourne head. Yeah. Come up, but no. I mean, I love the uh, I love the like the NRAG guys. But they have these like really slick short MP5s, and they like the way that they mm. clear the house. They like move professionally and methodically. They talk mm. to each other. That's something that you never ever see in movies. Is like instead of going into this dark basement uh, and just waiting for Aaron Cross to shoot me in the face, I'm gonna yell to the guy who I believe is down there. Like, hey, are you okay down there? Yeah. Or have you been? killed by by Jeremy Renner. It's really, really good, but of course the outcome is a foregone conclusion. He, he kills all of them and sort of secures the tentative, if terrified, trust of Rachel mm-hmm. Weiss, who has been pointing her empty gun at a door for the last five minutes. But So he, he gets her help to kill the last guy, which is nice, I like mm-hmm. this. Um, but he is he is he is fiending for the meds. He needs his estradiol. Yeah, he needs that estrogen. Oh, absolutely. He's taken damage. He needs to get that health pack in there. Mm. He needs the mana. Uh, he's used a lot of special abilities. But he she doesn't have any, and she's like, I'm I'm a I'm a sci- We don't make the. What do you think? I'm like grinding this shit up with a mortar and pestle. Mm-hmm. It comes out of a factory mm-hmm. in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, also, as, as he burns the house down, they yeah. leave. Um, as they're yeah. leaving, as they're driving away, the one bit that falls flat for me is the cops go past in the opposite direction, and he does the most obvious, like, oh, I'm gonna put my arm up to my face like this, as they drive past. And it's like, that's the most suspicious thing mm-hmm. yeah, you could be 100%. doing in this situation. But so she she explains uh, why, she explains how they transgendered him. And I'm yeah. just gonna drop yes. a couple of drops here. So let's say you want to change the human body. Want to fix a mistake? Which, yeah, yeah. I've assigned gender with you with you so far. What yeah, they queen. what they do Off. is they uh, th- they get you to take pills that use uh, or they they can also use a virus mm-hmm. to target two things. You've had some very minor alterations made to two different chromosomes. And so that that's why they have green ones and blue ones. The green one is the physical. The blue one is the mental. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. 
and Elton Mana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very literally. <laughs> but she she's surprised that he's still taking his health pills because he doesn't need them. Hmm. What they did is uh he he's been infected with a virus that sort of locked in those changes permanently. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even know about this. He, as far as he's aware, he just had like a, a bad flu that almost killed him. He gets very upset about it. And like, the, to be, I'll be honest with you, this movie does a pretty good job at implying very heavily that the scientists involved in this are complicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a nice it's not. It's not like, oh, I, oh, I didn't know is not an excuse that he accepts all that the movie accepts, mm. which I really do quite like. The thing about Dr. Hirsch, right, is that he's in that in the previous movie for about five minutes going, will you commit to this program? And then when Jason Bourne actually gets to him, he's like, uh, yeah, how's it going? Every- everything's fine. Don't worry about <laughs> What's it. What's up, chief? <laughs> and then they kill him off screen halfway through this movie, by the yeah. way. There's like a news story that's like, Albert Hirsch, dead as fuck. No the, worries. Yeah, like, NRAG okay, has, cool. had him, has had him uh, got... He died yeah. of heart failure, which we never actually hear is is um, officially them, but it's like implied. Oh, so so, so, so Hirsch Hirsch never gets to like uh, sort of advocate for his viewpoint at all, which I I guess makes sense of his character, but like Rachel Weisz does. Uh, she she's like you know I, I I just work in science. I'm interested in the science. I thought I was serving my country, and she has this sort of great moment of hypocrisy where she turns to the guy who she's been like fitting up with the um sort of magic Easter dial like and she's fully experimenting on yeah and, and she goes and I know you don't care, but I made a huge sacrifice. I couldn't publish, I couldn't conference, I couldn't tell a single person what it was I did. Which is just it's it's so, so fucking perfectly so like made. myopic. It's like so egotistical, and it's like yeah, no, I I totally believe that she would think this, and it gives her a great motivation to like help him for the rest of the film, namely guilt. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I love these scenes. Anyway, she says if they can yeah, go really to next location, which is the Philippines, and they can get some of this live virus, then they can inject him with that, and assuming he survives, that will also lock in. The blue pill, the mental changes stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, I should point out that we do have another example of the, like, uh, I want to get off Mr. Bowen's wild ride here, where she is like, <laughs> stop the car, and he's like, yeah, go ahead, they'll just kill you. And she's yeah. like, you make an excellent point. So <laughs> he's I'm like, not- get out of the car, go on then. And she's like, um... He gets a nice performance in this. So we... We cut to the back room of the pharmaceutical company, which is like making these pills, which uh, th- they're marketing to the general public or are about to, and the names that they've given them are Requile and Suppressalin, which I really like. Mm. <laughs> they're so bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is not evil. Take your Suppressalin. Um, Take your normal effect. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking this shit. <laughs> we gotta watch Equilibrium at some point. Yeah, we will. Uh, the- <laughs> so, um, but we see we see Edward Norton is in the back room conferring with like various deep state guys. Hacktack what, what, bypass contains one thing that is really funny is that because this is happening parallel to the previous Bourne, we get to hear the director Kramer at one point bitching about the Guardian journalist, which does give me a good drop. This guy's a writer for the Guardian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's really transphobic. Oh no! Not <laughs> but, the Guardian. You gotta save that in case we ever get Hussein on as a guest. <laughs> but, but, but so because it's tied into the previous movie's idea of like the Guardian are so crusading that you have to fucking kill them before they give up the story. 
Uh, one of the things that Edward Norton tries to do is to smear Rachel Weiss. Uh, to be like, oh, she's she's unreliable. She's dangerous. She had like a, a DUI. Um, and then five minutes later, the Washington Post runs with this, and he's like, oh, we didn't even ask them to do this. Mm. And that's so fucking funny. Yeah. He just goes like, uh, there's a lass in there who's like the spin doctor, and she's like, all right, we'll just be like, no one can go near this house because she stole some samples and it's dangerous. And like, they look, and they're like, oh, not only are the Washington Post going to go with that story, but they've also dug up a DUI <laughs> and included that. Yeah. Democracy dies in darkness. Yeah. There's also something that I noticed in in these scenes of Edward Norton in the control room, which is that the Jason Bourne films are all supposed to be taking place, I gather, like within a few months of each other. Um, yeah, like but, 2005 or so. Yeah, yeah. but but like oh, yeah. technology has like now moved on. So whereas in Jason Bourne one, they all had like massive mechanical keyboards and CRT monitors. Now they've got like drones and flat screens, and I'm like, wow, technology has really advanced <laughs> quite far in in the Bourne universe. Yeah, and they're like, it, oh, we saw this shit on YouTube, and like, cannot, if you look at the timeline, YouTube would not have existed at this point. Yeah, but that's um, that's not the kind of fucking criticism I like to do, baby. Edward Norton is using the the classic INTP laptop. He's on a Lenovo ThinkPad, mm. uh, just this massive. Yeah. So, so we get to what would now, in a traditional Bourne movie, be Jason Bourne cuts a woman's hair and dyes it black and in a hotel her? bathroom and yeah. fucks her. Um, which is they, yeah. they they go to a ho- they go to a hotel. They're about to try and fly to Manila. He does not dye her hair. He does give her a fake identity. Yeah, mm. but but Rachel Weiss asks him, "Wouldn't it be easier if you just detransitioned, and then yes. then Dad wouldn't be upset when he sees you now?" She literally <laughs> says, "Why do you want to stay enhanced?" And I feel like the clue is in the meaning of yeah. the word enhanced. <laughs> Why do you want to remain cool? What the yeah. fuck? Are you talking? <laughs> He's a super soldier. Yeah, but we, we he explains why, which is he he only has the blues left. He's running out of them. Those are the ones that increase your your mental acuity, your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shows her a picture of himself. He was he was not like Jason Bourne, a captain, the only cool rank. He was a private first class uh, in the thirty fourth armored. And my army recruiter is looking to make his quota. He added twelve points to my IQ. It's the uh, minimum IQ requirement to enlist in the United States Army. 85. So, a 73 IQ, pretty profoundly disabled. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So that raises like a number of genuine questions about the recruitment process for this. Yeah, because we see a video of him later where they are recruiting him, and he like... He he doesn't really know what state he's from. He's not entirely certain of like where he is, yeah. and it's like okay, but J- Jason Bourne, right? Jason Bourne was a volunteer. That's why he had to commit to this program, mm. and he was like presumably sort of like outstanding in his field and shit. Then so they had all that shit to build on. This guy is like some random PFC who shouldn't have been in the army in the first place, mm. who then got blown up. Uh, like he's he's sort of been wounded by an IED, and then they go, okay, yeah, this guy, yeah, and this it, guy, this is our super soldier, baby. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if the the like point of that is that these these guys are like disposable, or I don't know, I don't know if it's intentional or not. I think it's interesting if it is. I thought it added to the kind of predatory vibe of Enra. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely it definitely casts the military as. 
as predatory, which is again accurate. There are a lot of people who uh, were yeah. enlisted in the U.S. Army who should not oh, yeah. have been. It adds to Rachel Vice's guilt, like, oh fuck, like we really kind of fucked this guy up. It also gives us quite a hilarious ticking clock, which is that if I don't get my chip estrogen, I will become a dumbass. Yeah, that, that is. That, he literally says this to her. He, he it's goes so fun. Oh uh, yeah, have, have you ever seen someone go off the blue meds? Mm. Because in training, they told us about it. It's not pretty, and I've got a lot dumber to get, which is like that's so fucking brutal. I, I wish they'd run with this more. Like when he gets off the plane in the Philippines, he's like reading Jordan Peterson. Like this guy's got some good points, and like <laughs> he's like starts off with like a broadsheet, and then I like, gradually get into like reading the Daily Mail. Like, <laughs> He's got the beano. Like they have when when they do the like pre-bornification scenes with him, it's it's so fucking yeah. funny because it's like the ticking time bomb here is that if this man does not get his meds, he's going to become Tropic Thunder Simple Jack. But it, it, it's it's quite fun. Like he's like he starts off listening to Kill James Bond, and then by the end, he's like listening to less intelligent podcast here. Yeah, fill it in. Yeah, he's listening to like Trash Future. He's going yeah, down yeah. to. He yeah, starts off watching yeah, yeah. Philosophy Tube, and by the end, he's watching uh, something else. Uh, so, so <laughs> I mean, I, I, let, let, let me just say here that the sort of the views of um, intellectual, uh, like emotional disability or whatever are not those of the podcasters, right? Those are the no. ways no. that the movie fucking portrays it, right? This You literally get video of him doing this, and they're like, this is what will happen to me mm. if I don't take the pills, and this is something that I am willing to uh, risk my life to avoid. You know, take that as you will, right? Um, so they make it to Shanghai, baby. No, they don't. The fuck am I talking about? They make it to the Philippines. In a curious Sorry, little detail, um, they fly business class. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Whenever I'm on the run and trying to stay low, I fly business class. <laughs> he, he 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 forges he forges her a new not passport. Check business class. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna keep it real with you. You're not forging a passport in a hotel room, especially when you're bleeding IQ points. Um, but. So so they go through the airport together, and at one point, like, they separate in the airport because they can't be seen together, they can't be filmed together. And they gave him Jason Bourne phone training, because once she's through security, she sits in a cafe, and this happens. Where are you? I'm right behind you. Hey! He can't help Hi. it! Hey, queen. <laughs> Looking good. You're looking, you're looking tired, tired. today. <laughs> yeah. Also, Rachel Weisz in glasses. Hello. Uh, well, Rachel yeah. Weisz generally hello, and she loves playing this kind of role. She was uh, sort of playing sort of broadly the same one in The Constant Gardener, mm. which is also on my list. Uh, also, there's a bit where Jeremy Renner gets on the plane, and because he's like suspicious and paranoid, he has a jump scare seeing a guy who looks exactly like Joe Biden just in a seat <laughs> across the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fully the like Mulholland Drive like <laughs> kind of jump scare, and it's just... I'd also be quite scared if I saw Joe Biden. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. I would immediately enter death. <laughs> while while they're on the plane, we enter boredom Ooh, mode because yeah. we got to do at least fifteen to twenty minutes of. All of the previous movies were like a guy put stuff off on the big screen, priority yeah. one, get me some eyeballs on the street, toll roads, outhouses, hen houses. 
Put a put a big marker down right now. Everything up to this point, I fucking loved. Yeah. I had such a genuinely good yeah. time with this movie, and then everything after is the Bourne Ultimatum two. This is where the downhill yeah. starts. Oh, yeah, that's it's just such a shame because they had so many genuinely like good ideas, um, and, but yeah. just not quite enough to it's, fill a movie. It doesn't, it doesn't. I'm still enjoying it at this point. For me, it doesn't get really bad until the last half hour. Yeah, but, um, not till they escape the lab. Yeah, we, we have to deal with a lot of like. CIA clowns. So, <laughs> I like the big Hong Kong. Um, Aussie guy in the Philippines. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll fucking yeah. get to him. But uh, right so, so, yeah, because they they get to they get to Manila. Jeremy Renner is at this point becoming uh, more and more out of it. But the way in which he's doing it is like this is this sort of horrible fate for him that they've teased us with, and he just kind of seems a bit tired, like groggy. Um, yeah. He like effortlessly blazes his way through a conversation to like get the security guard to let them in, and then when they're in the secret lab, he just kind of like you know Zones loses out. focus a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a bit sort of underwhelming. But so with yeah. very little fanfare, they just get in the secret lab. She opens like a cabinet that has the virus in it, and she just jabs him up with it. Yeah, and he gets like he gets the five G or whatever. And then we get the moment that I that I quite like and the moment that establishes why I like Aaron Cross more than Jason Bourne because the plant security sends some guards down and if this was Jason Bourne he would have like made a trap out of paper clips and beaten them up um, but Aaron Cross talks to them first and that's what I like about mm. him is that his first instinct is to use like his persuade skill and that, I think that's like really good it's like good as a character and also it adds tension because I know he can beat people up but I don't know like well will he convince these guys to leave them alone or not like and he doesn't and he beats them up but it's still like a fun one thing, thing I really like is that you can see the sort of like progression you can see the like continuum of like force there because he goes from like starting to like being friendly with them like mm. hey guys how's it going to like oh uh, you can't touch that you know this is dangerous mm. to then trying to trick them to be like you know what just stay there i'm gonna call your boss about it mm-hmm. and it's only when he like leads them down a corridor that then he uh like is is almost forced to fight them mm. yeah it's mm-hmm. good but, but i i should say the reason why this has been this has happened is because edward norton has figured out where they're going and mm-hmm. uh what identities they're traveling under and he's essentially gone call the nearest australian yeah there's a big lad he <laughs> he calls he calls this guy up he's called like shane yeah uh, he calls this guy up and he's like all right listen i'm sending through two pictures of two uh two people i just want you to let me know if you've you've seen these guys and shane's like fucking hell yeah no we've seen them <laughs> yeah, no, yeah yeah they're downstairs <laughs> Yeah, we're, I'm just about to send a guy down. <laughs> and they're like, all right, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, Wait say goodbye to those guys. <laughs> just, just don't let them leave. Also, the sort of casual vibe that Shane has going on, he's wearing a... It's uh, really cool. He's wearing a Rolex Daytona. He's got frosted mm. tips. He's wearing a, a, a striped like a polo Ralph Lauren. It's, it's, fucking, it's fucking great. He's got the most perfect head of security vibe of all time yeah it's it's nice casting he's just yelling at everyone yeah absolutely uh also back in back in the cia control room one of the guys who really like is taking a lot of initiative goes why don't we deploy professor megachimp (laughs) 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 this is where i got so upset yeah because they've got another secret kill squad 
It's a new secret kill. This one is called Larks yes. 3. Project, Project Tom Clancy's Hawks. Um, and the deal with these guys is that they're like, they're fucking robots, man. They're they don't scabs, have basically. Any, any affect. They're, they're scary. But that's the thing they've been doing. You know, you, you can unionize the chimps. They've been doing that with the, like the original chimps. That was Professor Chimps' original deal. Was that like he had a totally flat affect until he was about to die? Mm. Like, it, and you can't order an actor to like act flatter than the last guy who was acting totally flat. Like, so it just comes off as more of the same. It is fully like it was an illegal kill squad. It was an illegal kill squad. It was an illegal kill squad. This one? Oh, it was an illegal kill squad. Yeah, this guy this guy, <laughs> Professor Megachimp is basically just like the Terminator. That's his thing. It's so unbelievably funny that they were just like, alright, we're shutting down all of the chimp programs. We're done with it. Get rid of them. We're, we're gonna kill all of these chimps that are in the field just to get rid of this shit, okay. Alright, we're in some danger. Alright, we do actually have another chimp program also yeah. going. We could just grab a guy from there if you want. <laughs> yeah, they've they've ring-fenced each what do you chimp mean? with another <laughs> chimp. It's How like one to one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if one of the if one of the like if one of the Tom Clancy's Hawks guys goes rogue, they got another chimp outside of that to take them out, and they're even like they're a fucking more nesting doll of chimps. <laughs> yeah. that they're just like, all right, go another layer down. Fuck it. These guys are even less empathetic. You, you say you say mega. Chi- you say you say um uh nesting doll. Curious little detail that I noticed. Uh, Professor Superchimp actually wearing the same sunglasses as Nadia in Russian Doll. Um, So, there you go. Uh, Autism is a developmental condition characterized by. (laughs) Keep taking the pills, Alice. We get a scene where it's. Right, okay. There's two interpretations of what is happening um, right now to Jeremy Renner, Aaron Cross. Sure. Uh, and he, he implies that last time when he got viraled off one of his pills, it made him very sick for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so either what has happened to him right now is that he is very, very ill, or he's shed like 50 IQ points, and the movie <laughs> doesn't do a great job yeah. of showing you which the, it is. Yeah. The, the way that Edward Norton describes this is if he hasn't taken it, he's going to run out of brain. We are going to do reverse limitless on this guy. <laughs> He's going to be reverse Limited. Lucy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Limited. Oh, come now. He is going to be limited. Um, so on on his way out, he he beats up the head of security, Shane. Takes his watch. There's a bit that I like because they're in a crowd of like workers who are fleeing. There's a bit that I like where like he hides by calling for security. The scene yeah, that's normal. quite fun. Just cool. Yeah, it's good. But he's like he's getting seriously sick, and Rachel Weisz has to like carry him to a to a hotel in the back streets of Manila, where they are, you know, sort of safe for a yeah. bit while he sweats out this fever. Mm. And mm-hmm. we get another nice we get a nice Aaron Cross thing where he's like, you know, you you mm. can leave. Like there is forty thousand dollars stitched into the lining of my jacket, and also I have this Rolex. Uh, I could have told you this previously in the car, but you know, whatever. Uh, you were being a bitch then. Um, well, he still needed to get. That's true. Yeah. He needed her to get viraled off, and he's like, "All right, we're done now. You've done yeah. everything that you can for me. It's yeah, cool yeah. of you. Do you want to just skip trade offer? I receive brain. You you receive. And and of course we've outgrown dollars and a Rolex. 
the cool '90s sex scenes from the original Born Identity. Mm. Even the even the Born Born movies had outgrown those by the next one. So, like, at no point in the movie did these two do anything more than hold hands. They don't even kiss. I like that. I like that they're just friends. It's nice mm. that we don't get like a compact romance. Like, there's like a little bit of like maybe there's something between there's them. A little but, bit of it, yeah. And it's kind of implied that well, maybe when they sail off together at the end, like maybe something will happen. But I like that they're just kind of friends. That she like comforts him. It's nice. Uh, I, to me, it reads like compet, but they're too pussy to show it in a thing. Penetration or nothing. Yeah, you want to see the dick. I want to. I want to. I want to see. I want to see the Jeremy Renner penis. Yes, I do. I, I. Yeah, the enhanced penis. Yeah, he's got a third pill that he takes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's I not mean... a pill. That's that's the testosterone cream uh, that they did in moisturizer. <laughs> um, that's it. Will you to grab commit? Me some of that shit. To this program, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, so she, he he's like sweating out the virus, right? She goes for medication to go and get him some paracetamol, mm-hmm. and as she does, uh, a million Filipino cops go past the door like fucking Inspector Zenigata, right? <laughs> They're like massive cops, it's like um, a pile of them, like fucking World War Z Brad Pitt zombies, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. And, and 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 Professor Megachimp is there also. Um, and and the the CIA sorry NRAG are like hooked into the the Philippine police so they're like uh, watching all of this on cameras. Um, but Rachel Weiss warns him. She like shouts to him, both getting the cops to chase her, but alerting him in time to escape by doing some parkour shit over the rooftops while she runs. And this is exactly, exactly the scene from Morocco. In like the it's, previous Bourne movie, it's unbelievable how fucking perfectly it is. Just the scene from yeah, Morocco. it's the same have, scene. He's doing parkour. He's being chased by a chimp. There's a bunch of cops, and then later on they transition to motorcycle cops, which mm-hmm. are the cooler cop. And it's like I've seen this. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. watched this happen already. She, she's like trying to escape. We once again get the like uh, crowd as like sort of impediment, which speaks strange language and so on. Mm. Um, uh. Uh, she tries to hide, but like a woman kicks her out of her house and calls the cops. They do. There is a nice moment where like um, where Jeremy Renner and Professor Megachimp get caught in a narrow alley between two buildings, and they have to have like a fist fight in like a, a, a one and a half foot gap. That was quite That's cool. cool. I wish they'd done more of that. Yeah, but then, of course, we we have to get to... Professor Megachimp does some parkour down a big, uh, like, set of Mm -hmm. scaffolding. But then we have to get into a a motorcycle chase. And at this point, simply old habits. Because two two things happen. First of all, this is entirely the chase scene from Moscow Mm -hmm. in the second-to-last Bourne movie. The full Cossack posse up his ass. With the cops chasing him and the chimp chasing him. Also... However, we go back fully to green grass cinematography, mm-hmm. and I have written down simply, I can't see. We even do the like recurring shot of like the foot pressing the accelerator. Mm-hmm. We see that like five times in this fucking scene. Is Jeremy Renner a bikes guy? Is that I? Is he a motorbike uh, guy? Is that why this scene is there? I don't know. There's such a long. Bike check, like there's the the most dangerous. Like they're just they're fucking driving around. Mm. Rachel Ice is there, just sort of 
semi falling off permanently yeah. and they're just driving that causing crashes of buses and i wrote this is the safest motorcyclist i've ever seen yeah. <laughs> yeah uh she 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 tries to like hit him with a motorcycle helmet and we see that she like really winds this is up good. for this yeah. and he just completely no sells it because he's like woman nope <laughs> he gets bonked with the motorcycle and she like overbalances and throws all her limbs out to each direction to maintain balance and I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. it's and, like a and reason then, to it goes on a bit long but it's okay. And, and then s- seconds seconds later he becomes the most killed. Uh, I, I, He's so dead. Yeah. He, he, gets, he gets knocked into a column and I, I assume I, I fucking hope this is CGI does oh, about, so CG. about 50 backflips before landing like making an inch deep dent in concrete. Mm-hmm. Perfectly lands like a uh, dead Yamcha. <laughs> but Rachel Weisz <laughs> takes him out. She, she hits him off the bike and she kills the mm-hmm. mega chimp. Uh, I mean, Aaron Cross gets shot, but it's like pretty inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they use the Rolex to buy their way onto a boat and uh, into sort of anonymity and obscurity. We also we also see that so that yeah. the lib ending of Born Ultimatum kind of gets undermined because Noah, who was like Brian Cox number two, um, is like, yep. oh, actually, I think Pam, the the girl boss, agent girl boss from the last one, she's like a traitor. She's it, yeah, she should crazy. Have, yeah, okay, the leak is bad, but they shouldn't have leaked it. Like that's the real problem. Yeah. Like they're undermining the the CIA by doing that. Assisted an enemy of the United States. She didn't have clearance mm-hmm. for any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is treason, probably. Yeah, look, the Supreme Court needs that kind of anonymity, like. <laughs> yeah, and so in, in a closed session, the whole thing gets quietly dropped, and uh, Pamela Landy, the good CIA agent, gets indicted, mm-hmm. um, which I, I imagine is probably to set up the, the final movie, Jason Bourne. Yeah. You know his name, but if you don't, it's Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. And we, we, see, we see Aaron Cross has left his little pill case and a, a message on his hotel mirror that says, no more. And they're on this this boat, um, and we get the like least earned Moby ever because yeah, you get another Moby. Yeah, should have used a different Moby yeah. song. It's um, I mean, it's a, yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. And that's that's I mean that's the film. It's it's two thirds of a of a great movie. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Um, but they killed Oscar Isaac too early and then ran out of ideas, and then they just made more yeah. Born again. G- g- give me, give me the Buddy Borns. Give me, um, give me Jeremy Renner and Oscar Isaac on the run. Give me together. Born to be Wild with Jeremy Renner and Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Born to be Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I have, I have, I have a drop for this. Top secret man crush. <laughs> I uh, I hope that's what they do with the final one. I hope it's Jason Bourne and Jeremy Renner. I assume it isn't. I have a theory about this film mm. that it was originally written to be something else, like a standalone. I can't prove yeah. this, but it feels like it was written as a standalone script that then got mm. bonafide. Yeah, I'd buy that. I mean, a lot of that sort of like horse trading, of course, we know happens. I, I totally believe that. Also, mm, one yeah. thing I do have is... Um, I have two more drops, which are very related to my complaints about the last half hour. One is just a funny noise that Professor Megachimp makes when his, uh, he crashes into a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking Daniel Craig hitting the ground noise again. <laughs> the, the, the second one is, this is, this is Rachel Weisz's only line for the last ten minutes. It's incredibly loud, and she just activates whatever mode this is. 
Speaking of, of Daniel Craig, actually, yeah. he's, of course, married to Rachel Weisz, so he was on set uh, in Manila. Yeah, yeah. Just just like an hey, un- right. unjustifiably you, hot couple on both ends. Yeah, like, what a, oh, that's a really nice pairing, actually. So, yeah, he was on set in Manila for the last couple of... Good that's for both the of Bourne them. Legacy? I can never fucking remember the names of these movies. Uh, that's really, really sweet, and wouldn't it be great if somebody in their family listened to the podcast? Anyway, um, we have a science-based uh, rating on this podcast. Yeah, we have. We we have to, a lot of people are want us to do girth again. <laughs> we got a lot of feedback that girth is a, sort of a better is system the... than, than scum is. Scum no, was it's... tailored to Bond. This is not a democracy. Uh, it's not a general. Well, hey, I'm saying it. There's two of you. Uh, glory, intellectualism, respecting the troops and heterosexuality versus smarm, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence and misogyny. I think there's there's more to talk about. Like I I would feel, I would miss the loss of misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, Don't well, the misogyny context. is misogyny is based to me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, but I'm afraid the the drop is misogyny is very <laughs> so funny. With, with that in me. mind, we have a science based <laughs> system. It's called the Scum System. Uh, starting with uh, smarm, the amount of smarm in this movie, I would say, vanishingly low. Um, it's very, very, very little. Like all of yeah. the smarm comes from uh, okay. sort of gaslight gatekeep girl boss Dr. Connie Dowd being like have you ever considered that you're insane my dear quite insane and also uh, you're going to kill yourself now Aaron Cross has some like mm. you know slightly swarmy sigma moment yeah, I'll give him I one point fair. maybe cultural, cultural insensitivity. insensitivity well I mean once again we have the uh, the crowds in the Philippines also the Filipino police look like clowns but then like the Bourne movies like they fl- they flex on CIA they flex clowns. on every nation's cop so I, you know CIA clowns yeah, yeah why does he say it like that why is it so perfect CIA clowns CIA clowns I, I like it with Northern Spice. It's great, but it's just, it's such a striking drop. Um, cultural insensitivity. Uh, mm. Well, I mean, it, it insults what? the Australian people by suggesting that they could all have drip that intense. Um, first of all, the scenes in Manila where the crowds are terrifying yeah. due to being foreign, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking hard, uh, too. Yeah, sure. Three. Free. I, I think I don't know. We, like, I think I've been conditioned by like the Bond movies, which were like incredibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then this is what yeah, we worried yeah. would happen: is we would get like inured to the racism by the Bonds. Yeah, we we did spend the entirety of the Craig movies like drilling the the unprovoked violence way down by a good. Yeah, yeah whatever it might have been yeah. provoked. Yeah, like, I, we did get very inured to the system. Well, I'll give it a, I think it's harsh to give it a three, but I, I can be harsh to this one. Un- unprovoked violence. I'm just gonna say. Force feed a wolf. <laughs> yeah. He has the wolf in a snare. The wolf is a tool to him. The wolf <laughs> wouldn't have been in this situation if it hadn't followed him halfway across Alaska. It's the wolf's fault. I think genuinely for the workplace shooting scene, it's got to be quite high. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that I is mean... true. All right. Here's, here's right. We need to fucking, we need to put this to rest then. Because going forward, we're not going to just talk about James Bond. Is this on the part of the main character or on the part of the movie it's it's the part that the movie it, it's it's the 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 kind that the movie wants you to think is good and cool uh cuz like 
Okay. The, the, the okay. Un- yeah, that makes sense to okay. me. Okay, in that case, the workplace shooting doesn't count. Yeah, the workplace shooting doesn't count because it's meant to be horrifying. Likewise, them trying to kill Rachel Weisz is meant to be horrifying, so that doesn't count. For Getting a wolf blown up mm. by a predator drone. I think that's counterpointed by how hard he tries to avoid doing violence against the, the uh, workers in the Philippines. Y- yeah, yeah. But, but again, I, I will say he does have a wolf blown up with a predator drone. Like, that's that's a thing that happens in this movie. You can't walk yeah. away from yeah, the, the rain of wolf blood. <laughs> I can't wash my hands of the fact that this man has inhaled wolf. Yeah. Um, this is a vaping wolf. I, I would go so high as to say a four, perhaps. Um what? And then sure, misogyny. Yeah, well, misogyny. Uh, I, Rachel Weisz is not like a, a sort of a capable fighter, but that is in keeping with her character. And the fact that she's a scientist doesn't mean that she's like useless until the last ten minutes of the movie, where she be- where she she become yeah she, she, she kills she, does, does that make up for <laughs> like? D- d- well, she's trying to wake him up because he's slipping into a dumb guy coma because he's been shot. And he, there's there's capable like there's a woman in the fucking um, CIA ops room. Uh, we of course have Doctor Connie Dowd. So like yeah, sure. Uh, some of the outcome agents are women. So it, it's like I don't think it's super misogynistic. I think, I, I think the last ten minutes really sort of undercut it though. All yeah. the kind of major characters who like. Who like who are like you know running the world that this takes place in? Our male, yeah. um, Rachel Vice is kind of like a subversive element, I suppose. Sure, pa- we we see that Pamela Landy's like power is totally contingent because it just gets taken off her after she's won at the end of the last movie, which I do yeah. kind of like. Um, yeah, mm. two. I, two. I was about to say two. Yeah. All right, cool. That means one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's a that's a ten. That's a ten. It's, it's a pretty, good. Pretty it's a good film. I know that that's sort of quite decoupled from our scientific-based racing system, but for like to actually watch, pretty good. Like it, it falls. It falls apart a bit at the end, but it's a good time, and it feels weirdly better than the rest of the franchise. Mm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It, it does feel like very different. It feels like an improvement. I kind of wish this had been a standalone thing and hadn't done the Jason Bourne stuff. Cause I I like Jeremy yeah. Renner's performance. I like yeah. Aaron Cross's well, character. Either that, or we get, of course, the uh, the BCU, the Bourne Cinematic Universe, and we just get one of these a year. And of course, mm. bear in mind, the only way they could think to bring him back would be uh, the Bourne Legacy Two. Uh, Rachel Weisz gets shot in the back of the head in minute ten. So mm-hmm. you know, we we yeah. quite literally dodged that bullet. I think all that remains for us to do is to say thank you for listening, and we will return with. The last one in the fucking series, the Jason oh, Bourne, Bourne, brackets, you know his name, brackets, if you don't, it's Jason Bourne, close brackets, close brackets. You know I, lo- name, I love Jason you know his name, Jason Bourne. <laughs> Where we get Matt Damon back and they bring him out of retirement for one last job. And oh Paul Greengrass. God. So get ready to not uh, see what's happening. Oh, fuck uh, me. Bye. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. The name change is coming up soon, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to summon it. Next episode, 
will be on the free feed in two weeks time which will of course be the self-titled Jason Bourne but if two weeks is simply too long for you to wait you can head on over to our Patreon patreon.com slash killjamesbond where you'll get a bonus episode next week which is The Mask of Zorro with guest Maddie Lubchansky Speaking, of course, of our beautiful patrons, we would be nothing without the support of our £15 and above patrons, and those are Christine Fox, Forks Winchester, Paint McCalla, Jack Holmes, George Rohack, Thomas Oberhard, Charles Schultz, Nikki, Carolyn Tankersley, Library Hitman, Max Kapinski, Benno Rice, Michael Ladder, Kit Devine, Amanda Rogter, Max Gamenhard, Jonathan Gerde, Dread Pirate Robin, Hell Blood Hands, Kentucky Fried Commie, Jay Martindell, Fremen Commissar Jen Jen, Phoebe Olivia Harper, Ellie Without the E, Mothman, Tarp O, Sydney Steckle, Big Titty Goth Girl, Timothy Pajorni, Trip, Amber DeGrancia, Charlie Out of the Closet, Jenna and Poor, Zoe Shepard, Elizabeth Cox, JM111519, Finn Ross, Alfredo, I make Devon say this out loud. Philippa Smith, Rail Leal Wolfie, Tristram Wolf, Al Irwing, Richard Drum, Lucy Kiwi, Faye Haven, Millie, Bon LeBon, Josh Simmons, Lauren Baston, Penny Banks, and Raised on a Diet. Thank you. Um, Kill James Bond is, of course, Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nate Bethay, and our podcast art is by Maddie Lubchansky. And the website is by Tom Allen. See ya. <laughs>